You like these robots, Will? Big robot guy. I like Gundam. Oh, that's the type of robot that yeah. you're into. They're fun. You know what? The actual robots that we eventually like have to coexist with, probably not Gundam robots. Okay. Unless it's those ones in Japan that are like doing rep- repairs on the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, the subway? Was it this? I thought was it a train, a train track? Train it was, track. and abo- yeah. but it was out. It was like above. Outdoors, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a monorail or something. Uh huh. And it was a big Gundam-like thing that was doing the repairs, and you loved it. Yeah, it looked so cool. It was uh, like it had humanoid elements. It had yeah, like oh, absolutely. Arms and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it was controlled by a human who was like in it, right? Yes. Like, uh, what is that mech? It's like a mech. Yeah. Pretty much. A lot of people didn't see this thing. That's an actual thing out there. Okay, never mind. There's not a person in it. Oh, there is a person in it. Or is he nearby? He's nearby. He's wearing goggles. Okay, he's nearby. You know? Just doing the repairs. Yeah. Your first robot is probably not going to look quite like this, Will. I hate to tell you, man. No? It's not going to have guns and stuff? No, 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 no. All right. I mean, first of all, it's probably going to be one that's on four legs kind of like the spot type thing most likely but maybe you'll even get the humanoid one uh xiaomi has shown off a new cyber one robot it's carrying a flower around okay and don't ask me don't ask very sweet oh my god man these these type robots (laughs) these type robots like it's it's an incredible feat of engineering all the actuators and if you ever see these things being built right yeah. But at the moment, they're kind of comical. You, you got to admit, it's kind of comical. And just you scroll down and click the video and the little tiny steps this thing's taking. Click click this video right here. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just like... <laughs> they're, always, they're always walking like that right now. Yeah. Tiny little safe steps. I mean, why... Not- not humanoid at all. Tiny little feet, tiny little steps. And then I'm watching this presentation. I'm like, well, that's just a guy in the back with a microphone doing the voice. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, it's all very responsive. And this robot has childbearing hips. This one. <laughs> it's very wide. The official specs is 114 pounds and five foot eight inches tall. Top speed of 3.6 kilometers an hour, 2.2 miles per hour, with mitten-like hands that can open and close. Definitely no fingers there. So this was the first video. Like it was part of their presentation. They were talking about the Mix Fold Two, which is a device we 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 thought looked pretty sure. cool on its own. But then they're like, you know. Let's get a little robot going as well because the people, they love to see the robot and we're a tech company and I'm going to take a selfie with the robot, which is essentially what happened here. Um, the posing of the robot. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, it is kind of a weird pose. I don't know what that pose is. I think it's a fun. I think it's just trying to be fun. Okay. It's trying to be a it's fun pose. Frozen there. Uh, not a lot of expression on the face. But definitely a lot of mitten hand going on. Mm. Uh, anyway, there's another video they, that they posted as well. Meet our friend Cyber One, which is equally intriguing. Uh, in this one, he 
he falls down a lot. He, she, it, whatever. It falls down a lot. And what's funny about that is I don't think this is one of those robots that can actually get up, get itself up very easily. I don't know. Okay. But they don't show that part of the process. Oh. See, he falls down face first, and then he just back up. Mm. You got to have some questions about that, don't you, Will? Yeah. Let's see. It's a, he keeps falling down. Keep calling him a he. Well, I don't. I don't know. It's, like it's a, a humanoid, right? It's, yeah. It's hard not to apply human characteristics, but it. Yeah, definitely it. Um, it's getting dirtier as well. It's getting dirty. It keeps falling, but look how small this is. This is gonna take forever. At that, look at the speed. <laughs> the steps. This are, is the tiniest the steps. This is CG now, and then it fell again. And keeps getting back up. But. So is it like some sort of symbolic thing? It, yeah, you're right. Some sort of endurance. Well, it's it's just pushing the limits. Yeah, they're not really trying to sell you this thing. It's a it's like a car maker. Oh, no, there's a log with an F1 car or whatever. They're they're trying to say, hey, this is what we can do. You're not going to buy it, but we can do this. But then in that case, I'm like, they're flexing. I guess it's, a, it's some type of flex. It also looks like the Tesla bot. Uh-huh. That was shown off with the the black sure. uh upper portion and the visor, the glossy black visor, but then the white uh colored body. I, I don't know. Everybody wants to showcase their capabilities here and you're never you're not gonna buy this thing. Oh, did he squish the ant or step over it? He stepped over it. He stepped over the ant. Saw the ants. Great vision. They just gotta get some bigger steps going on. Well, yeah. Anyway, so you're probably not going to see this one, but how about this next one? So I was reading this article on The Verge, and then they linked another one, which is actually looks to have some capabilities. And this one, I'm like, all right, well, that can lift some packages. Mm. It's expensive. It's a U.S. startup called Agility Robotics. The robot is called Digit. It is for sale. And Ford has apparently bought two units. Um to research package delivery it, like in a kind of industrial setting uh. or distribution setting or something like that. So you can see it has some QR like imagery on the box, some markers, some identifiers, and you can see this robot is strong and has a better walk to it. I think mm. it's still a little bit tiny step. But watch this. It started start to get going in the right direction. And there you go. That's a little better. Covering a little more ground will. And it's in an office space. It's inside of an office environment. And it's it's lifting a package, by the way, up to uh up to 40 pounds. Mm. Up to 40 pounds, just squeezing the side. You don't want it to squeeze your melon. No. That's quite a bit of force. Remember the chess broken finger? Uh-huh. The chess robot broken finger. Digit can perform some operations autonomously. Um, however, it's not as capable as a human when it comes to adapting to new environments. Um, they're hoping eventually for it to be fully autonomous, obviously. That seems to be the thing. Hmm. Um, the robot has some degree of upkeep, so running it can cost somewhere in the neighborhood of $25 an hour. I don't know what that upkeep actually is. And the initial cost is low to mid six figures. So that's no joke either. But it appears to be a somewhat 
legit thing that you can interact with right now. And I know you you move around boxes sometimes. You might want this guy. It's pretty friendly looking. Not bad. Doesn't really have a Slender. head. Would you say? No head, yeah. Would you say humanoid? Would you say it needs a wig or something? Mm. The, the head is too small. Then you're willing to say humanoid. Uh huh. Well, you could have this next one. Russia's robot gun dog. <laughs> so sneaky. Just like this outfit. <laughs> Uh, got a whole costume going on. Some people said it looked very similar to a, an already existing um, G01 Robo Dog from Unitree Robotics, which apparently retails for twenty seven hundred, or can be found for as little as four hundred twenty dollars on AliExpress. Uh, they think it might be one of those with an outfit, wearing an outfit. Okay. Yeah, I can kind of see the resemblance. The eyes too. <laughs> and anyway, it was some sort of uh, it was some sort of annual army 2022 international arms expo. So they took one of those, they put an outfit on it, and they obviously put uh, some some type of rocket launcher, anti tank rocket launcher on the back. It's never going to work, Will. Do you know that thing's going to be thrown around if you try to launch a rocket off of it? Yeah, they can carry the rocket launcher, obviously. Uh huh. You're not. You're not gonna be able to fire it really in its current state. Things are gonna go flying. Well, yeah, the recoil. Oh my! Are you kidding? And the me? aiming of it? Are you kidding me? So this is not anytime soon. But people always get all fired right up when they see robot <laughs> weapon, robot with weapon. All they have to do is just attach like a gun. Although I like robot. the I like these people. They're just like petting it, and they're like, "Oh, how cute!" Yeah. Rocket launcher dog. But it is a, an actual. A rocket launcher. This quadruped is known as the M81 Complex. Walking, laying down, rotating. You can't fire that thing, I'm telling you right now. Ugh. Not in that current setup. You can't fire that thing. Creepy. Uh, I think it's just a mod to a pre-existing bot that's out there. That's probably all that is. Speaking of bots, what about this? The era of fluid robots begin. Just click play on this and let me know what your feelings are, Will. I think you might be disturbed. Magnetic slime robot. Mm. Is Are you hungry? <laughs> Not particularly, no. The way you went, mm, I was like, well, that I ain't... just don't... That ain't... Uh, oh, it's grabbing it. That ain't a hot fudge sundae, Will. It's grabbing the wires. You're damn right it's grabbing. They want to put this in your body if you swallow a battery or something. They want to go in there and retrieve it like that. Robotic slime. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, confusing. Uh, well, not confusing, but like oh. maybe slightly misrepresents. He is going to get the battery, the watch battery. Oh, okay. Uh, there is somebody on the other side of this manipulating it with a magnet. Right, right. So I don't know about the term robot or what you would speculate that might mean, but this is a less invasive way of performing certain tasks for example in the body to retrieve some sort of foreign object well the slime makes it look organic like it's, it's oh it's super organic living. somebody says it, it's venom that's venom oh the symbiote i don't know yeah am i supposed to know about that yeah somebody else says early stages of t1000 okay yeah i can see that someone says this is this is scary and cute at the same time uh, I personally 
think that the robot term here is a little bit misleading in the sense that you just have a magnet on the other side and someone who's really good at manipulating it mm -hmm. in order to get into tiny little spots and crevices and such. However, nonetheless, interesting, especially if it can actually save someone. You know what happens if you swallow these batteries. Well, it's not good news. Yeah. Once the uh, stomach acid and such starts doing you, work on that. You don't feel energized? Oh, that's not even funny, man. It's not even funny. EV credits. I don't know if you've been following this at all because you're kind of an EV guy, but not really. You bought one, but you don't know what you're doing. And you also bought a Bronco at the same time. Yeah. But I don't know if you were, when you ordered, was there any special incentive when you ordered the Tesla? No, no none at all. None at all. I no. think it was over. Over. Our government. Well, big deal here in the States is um, some they're phasing out the current tax credit for electric and plug-in hybrids. Acquired after December 31st, 2009, it was up to $7,500, and the minimum credit was $2,500. Mm. However, consumers were ineligible once the automaker they were purchasing from reached a 200000 vehicle limit under the old system. Those who purchased electric vehicles like the Volkswagen ID4 would receive 7500 while customers buying plug-in hybrids would receive less. The new credit will continue to offer 7500 for electric vehicles, but with important new caveats, the vehicles must now be assembled in the United States. There are also new requirements that the battery metals are either extracted or processed domestically or in a country that has a fair trade deal with the United States. So uh, this is one of those ones, it's almost like some of those India stories where they try to incentivize doing more things locally. Uh, however, probably in the short term, and maybe even in the long term, it'll just be mean less people um being able to take advantage of those credits because it's going to be like for example 70 percent of electric hybrid and fuel cell vehicles available for, available for purchase in the united states are now ineligible immediately for any credit including partial huh. a lot of these materials particularly in the batteries and such has to make its way through china at some point or another well and that would immediately take it off the list of approved uh, for, for the credit, the United States sources about 90% of its lithium from Argentina and Chile and contributes less than 1% of global production of cobalt and nickel. 60% um, of the lithium and 80% of the co cobalt mined globally is uh, China. Experts have cautioned that reliance on countries like China would create a national security risk in the United States. So they, they say, hey, we got to do some of this. It can't all be happening over there. And we want a bigger piece of the pie, but in a competitive marketplace, this can be quite difficult to achieve and uh, and it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. So some people were actually rushing to get their orders sealed, to get their deals sealed so they could get to 7,500 bucks. Mm -hmm. And the automaker would call them up and go, listen, your vehicle's not going to be ready, but if we do this bill of sale a little bit early, you're going to be eligible for this tax credit. Whereas if you wait for that bill of sale... It doesn't affect you because you weren't eligible in the first place. Sure, yeah. But if you waited for it and just left the deposit and didn't complete the deal, then you wouldn't have been able to take advantage. Although now pretty much everybody can, or at least 70% of the sales. Yeah. Well, that's quite a lot. 7,500. Oh, yeah. You know, as a credit. Oh, people are pissed. That's quite a lot. People are pissed for sure that they were in line for something like that, and now they may not be eligible any longer. Um, congrats to those that got in on the tail end of it, I guess, mm -hmm. with the EV credits. A couple of cool new EVs to talk about, including the Polestar EV Roadster. This won't be till 2026, but I 
I love this shape. I think it is one of the coolest looking EVs. Uh, 884 horsepower, hard top convertible. This is the one they showed off with the drone traveling behind it in that video. Yeah, it's embedded in the car. They're not gonna. You're not gonna get the drone. The drone was just no. for fun for your little promo video to get get guys like you talking. Well, uh-huh. uh huh. However, it still looks very cool. The Polestar Six Electric Performance Roadster going to production 2026, based on the Polestar O2 concept. Customers can now be begin reserving build slots online. A dual motor powertrain, 155 miles per hour, zero to 62 miles an hour in 3.2 seconds. So pretty quick. And they'll make 500 limited edition models. Polestar 6 LA concept named after the city where the electric roadster concept made its debut. You got 21 inch wheels on there. Uh, it's part, by the way, Polestar, if you're unaware, is part of a, a joint venture of sorts. I don't know if you mm. call it that exactly, but what do you have? You got Volvo involved, Volvo involved and Geely or Geely. And uh, they, they, this is a, a spin out, uh, the Polestar brand. So okay. you have some names that are kind of part of the story here that might give you some confidence. I like the interior. I like the exterior. I like the colors. It's so futuristic. What It, it kind of reminds me of the BMW i8. Do you remember that car? Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. reminds me of that. And I always liked the shape of that. This is sort of like that. What are the chances of them like making it exactly this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You think so? It's going to be, yeah. 100%? Oh, you'll see. Okay. We're 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 living in an age right now. We're living in an age. I'm dancing with the one I love, but my mind holds the key. Arcade Fire. Sorry, I apologize. That's an obscure reference. Yeah, that I was just reminded of. Where if you show off a concept car, people want the concept car. Of course, makes sense. My body is a cage. Is the name of the song. My body is a cage that keeps me from dancing with the one I love, but my mind holds the key. And then it goes, we're living in an age. Anyway, look it up. It's a cool video, too. Or don't look it up. Let's talk more about EVs. We'll relax over there. Okay. All right. It's not like it's Thursday. It's not like it's Thursday or anything. Mm. This is not the craziest EV news today. That actually belongs to Dodge, who unveiled. First of all, they made their current Charger and Challenger extinct and say we're not doing that anymore by the way those are made in brampton i don't know if you knew that the last ones rolling off the line just gonna be down the road from your hometown over there awesome if you want to pick up a hellcat the the last of a dying breed Mm. i don't know where these new ones will be made the charger daytona srt concept car has presented itself to the world a fully electric muscle car get get out of here you get out of here that's a sweet looking car. You get your butt out of here. That is, I mean, uh, this is. Everybody needs to shut up because like, that is just so cool. Everybody needs to shut up. I don't care who, you, what fanboy you are of what. Like, just look at the exterior shape of it and tell me it doesn't look cool. Uh, 
Uh, we're not going to accept that. It looks cool, man. Come on. Look at that. How the air comes through. Yeah. Stop it. For a little added downforce, it's like a spoiler on the front. Get out of here, Will. I Skedaddle. I want this car. Oh, you do too? Oh, good. Yeah. I love it, man. It is so cool, so ridiculous. It's somehow retro, but also futuristic. It's just, it's got everything. It's, it's just, man, this got me all fired up this morning when I saw this. You like this vehicle. It got me all fired up. Now, it is a two-door, but it has a huge trunk because it's a hatchback, actually. Okay. Which, you know, I pay attention to these things. I got to get the gear going as well in there. Uh-huh. And just put me down. I'm ordering this. Just put me down, dude. Put my name down, Will. Get a piece of paper. Put my name somewhere. <laughs> where am I going to I don't know. I don't know where you got to put it, but I just, it just put it somewhere. Okay. Dodge better get me this damn thing. I'll go see the concept. I don't care. I have to travel. Uh, they did a an actual release. They did a video. They drove the concept car out there. Uh, and now I'm not even really upset about the the Hellcat going away because there's actually an electric car which doesn't look like every other electric car. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you think they're going to convert this into like a police car as well? That looks dangerous. Oh, that'd be like sick. Deadly. Yeah, that'd be sick for them. But no, probably not. No. I, this this thing is going to start at 120 oh, grand okay, or something. Right. So, But they found ways to merge the old and the new. And it's actually, well, first of all, okay. People are really upset with the sound because it's, okay. they say, oh, it's a fake sound. You can't, but of course... The origin here and the type of people who are into these cars, they really want to have a sound. Yeah. And they put a lot of effort into how they achieved that, by the way. But first of all, just go ahead and play the... Now, listen. This is a, a guy shooting it on a smartphone from a distance. I don't know that we can judge the entire thing on this concept, but go ahead and click play on this. That is amazing. <laughs> that so, is sick. Now, it sounds what? like a sounds like a cheetah or something. Look how slick that looks though. The the clear roof and everything that's insane. So anyway, this is when they're first driving it into the venue, and there's a huge crowd of people around it. <laughs> now, the sound, I understand the argument, okay? Because I have some EVs, different sounds, and you really, it's curious, like, what should the sound be? If you are going to put a sound, what should it be? Is it, is it, should it be like a motor, or should it be some Star Wars type sound? Yeah. Or should there be one at all? Or can you just customize your own or do you just pick whatever you want but here's the key factor and i don't know if you i i think you got the motor trend link up there it's actually the way they implemented this it is not like a stereo sitting under the hood pumping out a sound okay they really put some thought into how to maintain some type of muscle car dna in a modern ev Okay. And they believe that the sound experience is key to their brand. Would you agree with that? Well, I don't know if you've ever if you've ever heard a Hellcat motor. Yeah, I'm guessing it's a really distinct sound that I can't pinpoint. It's a right now. it's a dominating type of rumble. And I think on that video clips the low end didn't really come through properly. Uh-huh. 
But here's uh, here's basically how they figured it out, all right? The industry's first exhaust system for an electric vehicle, it has an actual exhaust system. There's no speaker. The sound is actually coming out of the exhaust. Okay. Producing a similar 126 decibel sound as the one coming from today's Hellcat. Dodge calls it fratzonic chambered exhaust. When the Daytona converts electricity to power, air flows through the exhaust system and the sound produced goes through an amplifier and tuning chamber at the rear of the vehicle. You can see and feel the pressure from the exhaust coming out the back. Hmm. So you can feel it. It's actually doing something. It is not just a speaker (laughs) playing an MP3. (laughs) Yeah. No, man, but that, do you feel like that kind of changes things for you a little bit? It does. If you can feel the sound and it's organic. Kind of rumble to it. Yeah. And it's only, the only thing that Zoss is doing is just amplifying an actual sound that is being created. Sure. I don't know. Like, obviously, it's not in front of me. I'm not evaluating it, but they they seem to have, they've tried to find a way where there is some kind of real um connection to the functioning of the car and the sound being produced and then the other part it has what they're calling a multi-speed transmission because some people are gonna miss the idea of shifting gears Mm. it has electromechanical shifting dubbed erupt the transmission does not deliver more power but allows the driver to feel each shift point as if you were shifting gears now, I don't know, maybe you, you can probably turn these things off as well if you choose to, if you want to go silent mode, but they're just really trying to satisfy a clientele that doesn't, that has certain character, that, that enjoys certain character traits of... Like the DNA of classic cars. cat is. DNA you know? is a way to say it. So I, I think it's going to be a very polarizing vehicle. I think it's a love it or hate it type scenario. And I think some people cause would it, hate it. Come on. Well, it's really anti-Tesla. I mean, it's really not like a Tesla. Would you but agree? It's doing the job of EVs, right? Well, it's an EV, but it's not going to win any drag coefficient stuff. It's not going to have a ton of range. I'm just warning you in advance here. Well, oh, oh okay, yeah. right. I've it's gonna. Warned. It's gonna be. It's not going to be the practicality champ. Gotcha. And there's very few EVs right now that don't take aim big time aim at practicality right even the model s okay you get the plaid and you can get a stupid version of it but it's still a four-door hatchback Uh which has tremendous practicality the only impractical electric car is fully electric car is what the the rimac which is like a two-seater race car but now we're getting into just I, I guess we're getting into the fun the era fun, of yeah. EVs. I agree. And 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 I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I don't think this is gonna be the EV for most people. I think that's the idea. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the different EV choice, but I find it to be exciting. And mostly I just get excited about different takes on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um Stellantis says it could be capable up to five hundred miles of range. Well, that would be incredible if that actually happens. I don't see it happening. Uh, they have a battery pack capable of that, but I just believe this thing with the performance and weight of it and everything else. I don't know. Cool. It, re- it remains to be seen, but yeah, exciting times mm-hmm. in the world of EVs. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. Searching the internet for the best coupon. Stop wasting your time and money. PayPal Honey 
helps you find coupon codes at 30,000 plus sites. That's right. I said PayPal, honey. You didn't know it was part of family, did you, Will? No. Gotta keep tabs on the family, don't you, Will? Install it. It's super simple. What are you going to do? You're going to put it in your browser. It's free. Install now. It's free. Couple of clicks. It's free. And then moments later, you're shopping as you would do. A guy like Will. You're uh, you're ordering pizza. You're picking up shoes. You're booking travel. You might be booking uh, one of your famous stays when you go to stay in a yurt. You might go to Finish Line, Sephora, Kiehl's, Lenovo. You might be shopping at Forever 21, Will. Yeah, I feel that way. I don't care where you're shopping. I care that you save. Okay. And you're going to do that. Me too. With honey. Thanks to honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. I've saved over 50 bucks using honey, buying a few hats from Brixton in the past. You can save right at checkout. It's super easy. Honey doesn't just work on your desktop. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't have honey already, you can be missing out on deals. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a favor and supporting this show. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash later. That's joinhoney.com slash later. Go check it out. Also sponsored by Stitch Fix. Discover a style get yourself a style you need a style you're out there in the world people they're they're looking you up and down they're, they're trying to sniff you out and they say you know what i like the cut of that guy's jib and i don't even know what a jib is but here's what i do know people are getting back in the workplace companies are saying we're, we're gonna need to see your butt in here and those type of people, they're looking around saying, I got no style. It's been two years I've been over here. I got no style. I only had a jib. They're saying, I got, uh, I'm wearing my PJs over here. Uh. I got all types of patterns on these soft pants. Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. But you got to get out in the world, mix it up. And that's where Stitch Fix comes in. All the popular brands are there. And what they're going to do is pair you with a stylist who's going to figure out your sizes Keep it all on record there. Send you the cool stuff that's part of a, 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 a fit that you figure out through the quiz. You do a quick quiz. You're like, I like that. I like that. I don't like that. I'm not going to wear that. I'll probably wear that. Hmm. You get the expert picks. It shows up. You only pay for what you keep. You only pay for what you like. Stuff that you're actually going to wear. The rest of it goes back. You're never charged for it. It's quite a system. All of a sudden, your closet gets a major upgrade courtesy Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix will send you five pieces to try at home. Keep what you love and send back what you don't. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Plus, there's no subscription required. Try once or set up automatic deliveries. There's no hidden fees ever. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash later to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash later to get $20 off your first purchase purchase limited time offer purchase within two days of sign up even more excitement you could actually take that new vehicle which comes out in what 2024 you could take it and charge it on tesla's supercharger network Hmm. because tesla is preparing supercharger membership for non-tesla ev owners Uh, this has already happened in europe I had some people visiting from Europe recently, and they're like, what are you talking about, man? Everybody's charging on the test. They can't do that. There's no monopoly over there. Everybody, no matter what your car, you charge on the test. I was like, oh, really? Okay. Uh, in Europe, they've been using a standard C- CCS plug, and now Tesla is preparing an adapter 
for non-Tesla owners for their superchargers here in North America. Hmm. It was expected to happen for a while. Not everybody loves it. I mean, if you're talking about widespread EV adoption, then access to Tesla's network is a big deal because it is a robust network comparatively. But then you have some Tesla owners that are sitting there saying, now I'm just going to be lined up for longer. And I bought your damn car, sir. Right. I thought I was going to have the privilege here. Instead, now you're going to have more cars lined up. Now, the, the reason people discovered this is because there was a, a, a page, a screenshot of like an early placeholder page for this membership. And it showcased two different plans. Pay as you go, access to the supercharger network, or 99 cents a month in the U.S., access to the supercharger network, which would then unlock a lower price per kilowatt. So obviously you're paying to charge here. Uh, many believe that the 99 cents is, a, is just a placeholder in and of itself and that would have to be more money than that mm -hmm. for a membership maybe 10 bucks a month this is all speculation at the moment uh, but this page and as well as all the other variety of conversation around this uh, should showcase that this is sooner than later that you're going to have not just tesla's charging on the the network does this worry you go ahead in that um there's going to be more cars using superchargers oh absolutely and we don't have like an abundance like in california or something well but funny enough in a lot of the video clips i see of people complaining about waiting in line for a charger do come from california so mm. yeah they have a lot of chargers but they also have a lot of teslas right around here you know i was in uh markham all weekend this past weekend huh. and i go past markville mall over there mm -hmm. and there's a lot of empty tesla chargers and if you continue down, uh, what is it, Highway 7? If you, if you, Highway 7 near the 404? Yeah. That plaza there where the... Commerce Gate or something? Yeah, exactly. They got a bunch more and they weren't even taken up. So I don't know, maybe we're okay over here for the time being. But now, if Tesla... I don't know if there's going to be subsidies in order to build more of these things. I don't know if it's easier now for plazas and malls to put these in because now they're not having to make a deal with one with only one uh, automaker they can mm -hmm. kind of support everybody who visits visits their plaza or mall or whatever mm -hmm. because what one thing i've noticed is if you have a tesla supercharger set of superchargers you usually don't have any universal ones and if you have universal ones you never have tesla ones yeah so i'm thinking there might be like some sort of war there may have been previously but this this board. would obviously open things up yeah but it is funny once you start charging for it tesla becomes a major electric electricity dealer for sure yeah with whatever markup they want to apply to it uh -huh. i mean potentially i'm not saying they're going to do that okay last one on cars physical buttons outperform touchscreens new test finds um seems obvious right but then why is everything a touchscreen, Will? Yeah. I mean, with a car, I, I think it's uh, it's nice to have buttons. I know, but, buttons. but buttons are disappearing. Uh, not, not the whole thing. Maybe have like a combination. Yeah, well, it's uh, I have some cars with buttons, some cars that don't have buttons. And obviously, I completely agree with you. In this test, what they did is they gave these uh, individual drivers a set of tasks and they mm. timed them how long it takes and how much focus you have to take off the road to do the task 
And they included with a bunch of modern cars a 17-year-old Volvo V70 to see if we've become any more efficient at interacting with our cars over the last uh, 17 years. They, uh, they got modern cars, 11 modern cars from different manufacturers out in an airfield, measured the time needed for a driver to perform different simple tasks, such as changing the radio station or adjusting the climate control, uh, while the car was driving at 110 kilometers an hour or 68 miles, miles an hour. You got it? Mm-hmm. And then they also, they, they did a couple things. They measured how long it took, but they also looked at where your gaze had to go how much time your eyes had to spend off the road in order to do the task, Mm. which is kind of key because what happens with muscle memory with buttons, you just know where they are. You don't even look. And you can also feel it. That's what I mean. So if you reach for like a knob or something, you don't even really look at it. You don't notice, but you don't really have to even look at it. Whereas a touchscreen, you almost always have to look at it, which means you're not looking at the road. Um, So anyway, here are the results. The time to perform the tasks and then the overall score, which has to do with uh, attention and so forth. And you can see the quickest is a 2005 Volvo V70. It took 10 seconds to perform a task that in other cars could take up to 40, including in like a BMW iX. You can see it took 30 seconds. I don't think that, oh, Tesla Model 3, 23 and a half seconds. Like more than double to Mm. do the same thing. And the amount of distance traveled in that amount of time to do the task is substantial when you're traveling at 110 kilometers an hour. Here were the things that they had to do. Activate the heated seat, increase the temperature in the cabin by two degrees, and start the defroster, power on the radio and adjust the station to a specific channel, reset the trip computer, and lower the instrument lighting to the lowest level, then turn off the center display. Those were the tasks. Mm. On the Volvo V70 from 2005, that took 10 seconds. On a Tesla Model 3, 23 and a half. On a Volkswagen ID3, 25.7. Uh, Subaru Outback's pretty good, 19. Anyway, there's a whole list here. Hyundai Ioniq 526. It just looks like things basically are twice as hard to do now, if not three times. Uh-huh. Yet. We still have a lot of screens and getting more of them in cars. Well, because I think what it is, is there's a feeling of like, that's the modern thing, right? Yeah. There's a feeling of flexibility with screens that buttons are concrete. They're just stuck there. They Uh can't morph into something else. No. Another good example of this is when you have the screen to control the direction of the air vents as opposed to just reaching up and angling it at yourself. Mm. I don't know if you've ever, this can be the most frustrating thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. you got to launch into the interface, click three buttons, and you're driving, and then point the thing uh-huh. via joystick. It's cool. There's novelty to it. But in a car while driving, the buttons are, it's not as much like a smartphone mm. where you're staring at it when you're using it. The car, it's, it's, your activities interacting with it are peripheral. You're yeah. still driving the car. Once cars drive themselves, which is obviously a thing that's been talked about, then everything changes. But they're still not driving themselves, and we're still constantly manipulating things like climate and the media that we're enjoying in the vehicle and so on. And it's just kind of, Mm. it's a cool test because I have these feelings all the time. Yeah. Whenever I hop into a vehicle that where all the buttons are gone, I can be like pretty quick at certain things, and you definitely condition yourself because that's another thing in in this test, right? Like, 
almost everybody is familiar with buttons that they would have put in this study, but others may have had to learn the interfaces mm. every time you're met with a whole new software interface when you get into a different car. And also updates as well. They all have their own way of doing it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but I think some people intuitively assume that this would be the case, but here you have a study showcasing how, how big that gap actually is. Mm. Uh, this next one, well, this is kind of cool, especially since I was watching that Top Gun movie last night, getting into all those jets and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I still couldn't figure out. They're so scared of the fifth-gen fighters that they might have to go up against, but I'm, it, they didn't make it abundantly clear why this group couldn't have access to that type of equipment. Fifth-gen? It doesn't matter. Well, I'm not spoiling anything. I just have these questions, and I'm sure someone knows the answer, so I couldn't help myself. But I'm watching, I'm watching Tommy Cruise over there. Okay. I was sitting in a movie theater. Yeah. Popcorn? Uh, there was popcorn involved. Nice. It's like, what am I doing over here? I'm buying the tickets. <laughs> I'm buying the tickets. I'm picking the seats. It's I not a revelation. No, it is. I don't, go, I don't go over there. Okay. It was my brother, and he said, no, 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 you're going to see this movie. Uh -huh. And I was like, wow. And he watched it. Before he watched in advance. He liked it so much. He said, you're going to see this movie. You got to see classic Tommy Cruise. You got to relive the childhood and everything. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. We watched when we were kids. Sure. And I brought my two kids. And they bought it and, you know, went over, got the snacks and all that stuff. And uh, you got the sound and the jets are going here and there. And they, all the, they got music from the... I'm not going to spoil it, though. Hmm, okay. But... Uh, you had a good time. That's what matters. You know what? Every once in a while, something some weird happened. After the previews, Tom Cruise comes on the screen and goes, I just want to thank you for buying tickets and coming to see the movie. Yeah. Before the movie starts, just him, direct to camera. Uh-huh. Maybe I spoiled that. because you. Well, it's you, definitely a passion project. You would have got a shock out of that when you go to the theater. Yeah. You would have got a shock. You're like, wow, Tom is thanking me right now <laughs> for buying the ticket. A tear rolls down. <laughs> it's just not what I expected to see. Yeah. Uh, just the candid. It really meant a lot to him. I, I guess so. In this movie. I guess so. Yeah. Saying thank you over the ticket. And I haven't been there in a while. Uh-huh. the best seats. There's nobody in there because I went at the late, sure, the, yeah. the latest one. Kind of place to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you ever heard of a movie theater before. Try it out every so okay, often. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard about it. Give it a shot, man. I will. Anyway, this is uh, also to do with jets. American Airlines announces an agreement to purchase Boom Supersonic Overture aircraft, places a deposit on 20 overtures. The world's largest airline, American, poised to have the world's largest supersonic fleet with the new Boom Supersonic aircraft. Now, supersonic, you love to get into it. And especially me, since I'm watching the jet movie last night mm. with the Mach this and the Mach that and the Mach 10, mm. not 10.1. For people that saw the movie, they know what I'm joking about. Okay. This is an actual passenger jet. And you don't, this hasn't happened in a long time. I talked to you on this show about the Concorde, which used to be stupid fast, but you could only fly the thing over the ocean because the sonic boom. You couldn't fly that over Willie Doo's house. He's trying to relax in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. I'm sun tanning. You can't do it. With that like, one. And that one sky. that so one used to loud. do it in a couple hours or whatever it was. You're going New York to London uh, or Paris. Yeah. I can't remember what the route was. Uh, but so they grounded that one. 
but they had the technology. It just it's burning a lot of fuel, man. It's burning hot, these guys. And it's whether or not it's economical and what they can do. Now, this actually, I don't think, is as fast as the Concorde was. It's going to carry between 65 and 80 passengers, Mach 1.7 over water. That's the key, over water, I told you. Mach 1.7 is still no joke. That's twice the speed of today's fastest commercial aircraft. I'm about to hop on one of these. It's like the bullet train of the sky. If you need me in Europe, I'm coming in this one. Yeah, okay. Well, if you have an option to go American, you see the, the flight is available and it's the overture. Come on, Yeah, Will. this is really cool. Come on, Will. Twice the speed. Uh, optimized for speed, safety, and sustainability, Overture is also being designed to fly more than 600 routes around the world in as little as half the time. Miami to London in just under five hours, Los Angeles to Honolulu in three hours. You want to go to Hawaii, Will? I would love to. Go to Hawaii, man. Is this more expensive? I'm guessing, right? Gotta be. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're doing it half the time. The seats are probably going to be super cool. That was was funny. That was what was funny about the Concorde. The seats weren't that luxurious. No. No, because it was, uh, you know, it was all about the speed. It's almost oh. military the way it was in there. But, yeah, I'm sure this is going to be nice. You should uh, cut the travel time in half. Shot. Well, it's slated to roll out 2025, but it won't carry passengers until 2029. Oh, this is the cockpit. Yes. Oh, there's an interior. Sorry. Yeah, but you have such shorter flights, like L.A. to Honolulu in three hours. You're not so worried, are you? Like, you don't, like, what I'm trying to say is the accommodations don't have to be, like, Emirates or something. No. Because no, no. You're, you're just cruising. Yeah. You're cutting the time down. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll try it. You're going to try it in 2029. I hope we make it to 2029, Well, because uh -huh. I really want to give this one a, fl I want to be, on, I want to try this one out. Right. I want to go Mach 1.7 over water and pretend I'm Tommy Cruise. Mm. That's the life. So, uh, this one, you sent this one, uh, Yeezy Gap. You're, are you upset about this? Somebody's upset about this. They apparently delivered the clothes in these giant garbage bags, and then some employees tried to put it on hangers, and then apparently he got mad. Kanye, I'm talking about, or Ye or Yeezy or whatever, he got mad and then said, no, it's got to be in the garbage bags. You don't put it on the shelves. Yeah, like giant bins garbage bags. Yeah. They have to just With pick it out. clothes just piled in, and I don't know how you get your sizes or anything else, but the employees at the Gap are like, what do you want us to do here? Because you get somebody come in and go, hey, <laughs> I want that shirt in a small, and they're like, oh, dig it out God. For you. It must be at the bottom. Oh, Just give me a couple God. minutes here. So, is it a stunt? Is it... It's also kind of symbolic. It's his partnership, but he still launches his own product. Mm. So, is he trying to say, well, you guys can have the trash stuff? This is the stuff I'm willing to give to you, Gap? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And he used to work at the Gap himself. So Gap employees are like, hey, man, you know how hard it is already trying to sort this stuff. You got to make it harder on us. Plus, there's another controversy where people are kind of pissed at him because he was saying that the, his inspiration for fashion is homeless people. Uh, he put a post on Twitter, actually, which, oh, no, Instagram. My, my bad. 
he was back on Instagram, he said, look to the children, look to the homeless as the biggest inspiration for all design. And some people were like, they I, they were offended by that. Mm. Um, yeah, they there was like another thing that happened at the, the Gap NYC where people were just coming in and then seeing piles of clothes just yeah. laid out. Just I can, not yeah. even like, organized categorized and anything people were just like lining up and then trying to find their size that's it <laughs> but this is just making it harder for no reason yeah like for no reason it would it wouldn't take that long to just okay well anyway i mean even if the piles were just the sizes or the bags were just the sizes no no. Well, okay, never mind. They want to make it as confusing as possible. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? Maybe there's some genius here, which is if it takes you so long to find what you want to buy, then you can't leave yet. And if you can't leave, guess what happens to the lineup outside? It keeps growing because everyone is frustrated and frantic. So now it looks like way more people want this stuff. Well, and that's not a good experience. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good experience. I'm just saying maybe it gives the impression of hype. Like, you remember Apple used to have people lining up forever, overnight or whatever. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. But at some point, you have to be efficient, right? Like, their their MO is to sell these clothes. Did people and buy it, though? there's people lining up to, like, buy these clothes, like, people Listen, are just going to give up. Uh, dude, I'm just presenting. You know? I, I, I don't want to line up, friend. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just presenting to you how they maybe have justified such things. I don't know about this. People are still buying it. Yeah. It's he, just not very efficient. People are putting themselves yeah. through this hell of the garbage bags and whatever. Yeah. No? Maybe there's a gold brick in there. They're just hunting. Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure that it has been considered, and I'm sure there is. It's all part of the hype generation, and it's all part of getting the thing to be talked about, and so forth. And by the sure, way, I don't mean yeah. generation like age group of people. I mean generating hype. Yeah, continuing to do the unusual thing, or the ugly thing, or the shocking thing, or whatever it might happen to be. Will. Yeah, I, I get it. I hear you. Yeah. Oh my God, did you see what, like, us talking about it? So. Yeah. Zellers is coming back. Shout out Canadians in the audience. Everybody else doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. That's okay. Uh, this is a very big deal. This is everybody's childhood where the lowest price is the law every day. Mm. So, what's the jingle again? Is there a jingle? Where the lowest price is the law every day. Nice. Yeah. No, I don't forget these type of things. Okay, yeah. Every every kid had their mom kind of dragging them around Zellers when they were a kid. This was the discount uh, department store. Kind of like Target. In fact, Target came into the Canadian market and bought up the Zellers locations before they then bailed. And then Zellers was gone and Target was gone because Walmart was just crushing everybody. Mm -hmm. Walmart was like, what do you want to try? Night, night. Mm -hmm. We got everything. Like anything Will needs is at Walmart. So, or if you aren't, if you can't order it online, then it's over there. Yeah, uh, but Zellers I, is a classic. It's an absolute classic, and everyone's into nostalgia right now. And Hudson's Bay still owns the name and everything else, and so they're like, yeah, we're going to bring it back. And apparently to early 2023, the company said it will relaunch Zellers, offer a digital first shopping journey 
that taps into the nostalgia of the brand. So I don't know what that means. Is it like, I mean, is it like a regular department store? Is it like online orders with like an emphasis on pickups and smaller locations? That to me is what it would sound like online only. But man, look at the nostalgia of even the like name and stuff is so crazy. Mm. Uh, You would have the restaurant in there. There'd be like a tiny little, you could put 25 cents and do the carousel. It's basically that movie. What is that famous meme movie with Jennifer Conley? And uh, they're in a target. They're in a target. Okay. They're in a target. I'm not going to remember it right now. By the way, I think she was in Maverick, the movie last. She definitely was in Maverick last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is Nicole Kidman in there? No. Career opportunities. Yeah, that's it. With the famous scene, locked in the target with Jennifer Conley. And it's like this kind of thing of... It's a little bit liminal. I'm not going to lie. Mm. It's a little bit liminal. With the lights Just a, a, an empty yeah. department store uh-huh. without any activity. And kind of just how clean and vibrant it is, uh-huh. but also absent of human life. Yeah. Where you would normally you would normally have a lot of human life. You would only witness these places typically during the day. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit liminal. Anyway, Zellers was like that. It's like trapped in a Target. All of our childhood is the Canadian version of it. I know it's a it's a huge rabbit hole right now, but uh, apparently it's coming back. So you know I had to talk about it. And uh, the company has already launched pop-up Zeller shops inside of Hudson's Bay department stores. Okay. So if you want to test it out, you can go to Burlington, Ontario, well, and give it a crack. Burlington. Okay. I don't know why, but that's one of the first ones. My God, 1990s. Damn. Willie doing the 90s? You probably had some unbelievable type of look going on. Like, never mind Yeezy or Yeezy Gap. You probably look way cooler than that. In the, you in the 90s? Imagine what that looked like. Would the Zellers fit? Oh, I don't no, know. No, man. I'm uh, <laughs> nervous thinking about that. It's a, it's a whole look. All right. All right. All right. Thank you very much, everybody who joined us here today. Uh, thank you to Willie Do as always. And thank you to Tommy Cruz for all those jet noises and uh, aircraft carrier all the mocks um, all the mocks i got last night yeah and uh missiles and flares the okay. flares out the back when they got the missile coming at it and they just it's like i got no flares shout out tommy cruz all right yeah later guys Bye.